0: I'm Jordan Ferguson.
1: And I'm Kate McKinnon.
0: And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I'm in Toronto, Ontario. And joining me on the other line, maybe for the last time, we don't know. It's a crazy world, y'all. We don't know what August is going to look like. But for now, lounging in the satellite branch in Hamilton, Ontario is your girl, Caitlin McKinnon.
1: Hello, everyone. You sound so happy and positive.
0: It's all fake.
1: Well,
0: it's a nice change. (laughs) Friends, this is episode 199, as are they all. Until such time as we can properly commemorate episode 200, every episode is episode 199. If you would like to listen to any of our other episode 199s or any of our other 199 episodes, just look us up wherever you get your audio content. Just search Geek Down Podcast. We will appear like magic. That's not the only thing like magic, because when you hit follow, henceforth... Like magic, new episodes will be delivered to your device by your mans. Chonky the Third, geek down
1: in an
0: elf. Oh, girl. <laughs> He's just going to slam those episodes directly into your device. You don't have to do anything. We know you don't want to do anything. You're antsy. They're telling you that the world's reopening and you can get out there. But let me tell you, you probably don't want to. That is not a good idea. Probably just yes. going to flare up your anxiety. So you know what? Just chill. Just hang out at the crib and let your boy Chauncey deliver those episodes straight to your device.
1: You know what? And keep this in in mind. A little advice from Chauncey. Hmm. It's you can, but you shouldn't.
0: Just because you Ameri-can doesn't mean you America should
1: See, You can drive a car with your feet if you want to. That don't make it a good fucking idea.
0: Then whatever. You go
1: and sit on the patio of a restaurant. But you shouldn't.
0: Hey, we'll get into, like, tentative steps into reopening that occurred this week in a moment. Friends, if you want to uh, keep up with us as we enter hiatus. Because this is the last episode before July hiatus where we take the month off. Generally, because yeah. it's initially because it was just too fucking hot in this apartment to record episodes. But now in general, just because we could just want a break.
1: And sometimes it's nice because we come back with a lot of stuff.
0: And you know, sometimes your pop, mom and dad start getting a little terse with each other and it's like, you know what? Damn son. It's time to take a little break. <laughs> and someone I
1: won't name who, doesn't have central air Excuse and it makes me? him very cranky.
0: Excuse me. But we're not gonna disappear from your life. We wouldn't do that. We're not your best friend from Girl Guides who like signed your yearbook and said we're gonna be friends forever and then you went to different colleges and that was it. By Samantha. We're not Samantha. You know how you can keep up with us? Twitter.com slash GeekDomPod. Get up off Twitter. Keep up with all our comings and goings. Screenshots of our Facebook exchanges that seem to bring all of you so much joy. Or we have a Facebook, but let's be honest, we are not going to be there. Well, she might. I might. She might. I definitely will not be. You want to talk to me, get at me on Twitter. Uh, If you want to support this endeavor financially, Don't.
1: Save your money. You might need it for the apocalypse.
0: <laughs> Kate's feeling all kinds of ways today. Uh, yeah. There are still organizations looking to abolish and dismantle systemic racism that could probably use your support. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm still, I still cling to the tenets of capitalism. If you really want to support this endeavor, there is the KO, the KO FI, the Kofi, the Kofi, <laughs> KO dash FI.com slash geekdownpod. You can throw us three bucks. We, in our way, look to dismantle systemic racism in our very small, tiny way for a podcast hosted by two white people. Dismantle um, it! Man, y'all, I like redid my resume recently. I made this podcast sound so good, so much better than it is.
1: <laughs> hey, it's, it's, there is an art to, uh, what's the word I fluffing up your resume.
0: Fluffing? I don't know what I said. Something about like. Judging. You have to judge
1: shoo- shoo- your shoo-
0: resume. Judging my resume. Is something that produced over 200 weekly episodes of Geek Down, a podcast on intersectional fandoms with an eyes toward issues of social justice in the world of science fiction and fantasy. Wow. Woo. That's what I said. There's your fucking tagline. Here's your elevator pitch. Get at us, Audible, Spotify. No, not Spotify. You gave Joe Rogan too much money.
1: <laughs> we don't want to deal with anybody who's given Joe Rogan money.
0: So, Kate. Yeah. What a journey this has been leading up to July hiatus. Who, who'd have thunk we would have <laughs> 10 episode 199s and like 20 over the fucking phone? Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. I don't even... I, I hear from the listeners who have like maybe fell behind a bit and then like have gone back and listened to this stretch of episodes yeah. that it's really sort of a landmark movement in the history of the Geekdown. Down. <laughs> Listening to the progression of our mental state and plans for the year, and uh,
1: so if I if someone if someone messages me and they're like, "Are you okay?" I should probably just assume they've listened to past episodes.
0: Yeah, they've maybe gone Kate back no. and listened to like mid-April episodes or like mid-May right. episodes. Maybe that maybe they hear Caitlin doesn't give a fuck week, and,
1: <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no!"
0: Oh no, we have to check on her, but. The world is trying, well, some of the world, (laughs) hashtag America is over party. Some of the world, specifically the uh, province that Caitlin and I live in, are trying to dip their little toes out into the realm of normalcy. And I was forced to this week. I didn't have a choice when my dentist called me. And was like, they'd sent me a bunch of emails. And one was like, we're rescheduling your appointment till June whatever. And I was like, that seems optimistic. And then I got another one that said, we're rescheduling you till late August. And I'm like, that makes more sense. And then I got a call from them and was like, hey, just looking to verify your appointment for you know June 20 whatever. And I was like, what? And I called them. So I'm already annoyed. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> because I'm calling someone you, on the that's telephone. That's kind of
1: like your, I feel like that's your like state of being most of the time, it's like your fallback state is annoyed. So you were probably like, what's the level up from annoyed?
0: A level up from annoyed perturbed.
1: Yeah. You were perturbed.
0: Like, listen, it's a good thing. I do a podcast with Caitlin. Cause she's probably the only person I could like stand to like talk to on the telephone every week. <laughs> Caitlin and Mr. are about the only people I could stand to talk to for two hours on a, on a telephone this regularly. I was a trendsetter in the hating talking on the phone uh levels of anxiety. I was out there real early. Nineteen ninety eight, I was out there like, man, fuck the phone. Text me all the time. <laughs> on the Motorola. <laughs> <laughs> king of king of the Nine King of the T nine over here. Click <laughs> click click. Can click. I talk? Click click. I
1: will talk. I, I need to talk at go, some
0: point. Go in though. now. Listen. The it's
1: majesty a... of, of flip phones. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Go in son
1: so I had a flip phone for a lot longer than other people had flip phones I re- I like kind of refused to give my flip phone up one I loved flipping it this will come this will be of import later oh <laughs> there's flipping gonna be a callback.
0: It. Y'all pay attention
1: because it may it made me feel i don't know cool the little bit of cool in in a day that was just surrounded by not being cool it wasn't opening it um, it
0: was closing it
1: oh the click
0: the it was the it was the the, the phone yeah. call is over or the text has been yeah. sent click.
1: snap yeah like a gun like out of my holster um and then the Because I probably snapped and flicked my phone open too many times, the actual, like, mechanism where the hinge was basically came apart. No. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just get another one. But I basically had had it for so long they didn't have flip phones anymore.
0: Yeah, all you can get at this point are, like, the ones with the giant buttons for your grandparents. (laughs)
1: And... And it was very like this was many, many years ago, but it was very, very sad and then I discovered like maybe it was a I'm gonna say a month or two after I had like transitioned into like what you would de- describe now as a normal phone where it's just a brick um my I my father had a got a flip phone I think he was like the solo at that point, which mm. does not exist anymore basically um and it was really cool. It was like a, a little square. It looked even more like something Penny would have from Inspector Gadget. Um, and I was very
0: jealous. My dad has one of those, right? And, like, and like not that long because my dad – my dad believes that, you know, data – hidden data charges are, like, out to get them. Right. Because he couldn't, like – he had, like, a smartphone, but, like, he didn't uh, – bless my father. He couldn't, like, recognize, like, the Wi-Fi icon v the, uh, you know, cell network icon. So he'd be out yeah. there like looking at maps and shit, just like out in the middle of the street, <laughs> like telling <laughs> me he owes seven hundred dollars in data, and he was like, "What?" <laughs> so he was like, "I don't want it. Don't give me nothing." So he went out and got just like you know the like fifteen dollar a month cell phone. Um, yeah. He must be able to get texts. He never sends them. All he gets is uh, like it's, it's it's a kettlebell for him, basically. So my mom can track him down. <laughs> he hates it. <laughs> he literally hates my, it. My
1: my my dad sends. Great texts. I think I've shown them to you before.
0: I think you have, yeah.
1: I don't. I don't know how he chooses the emojis that he chooses, <laughs> but he chooses them, and they are superb.
0: Hey, Kate. Hope you have a great day. Temporary shrimp.
1: Or sometimes it'll be like, um, "Love you too," and it'll be like ghosts and a monkey. <laughs> Just be like, "Okay, Dad." Sometimes it's It, it makes sense. Sometimes it's just for a long time, he just did the happy face with the sunglasses for Mm. everything. (laughs) It was amazing. It would be like something sad. It would be like, happy face with sunglasses. Um, Not feeling well today. Happy face with sunglasses. Not exactly like that, but it basically was along those lines. Um, But, yeah, dad's actually, of my parents, he's impressed me the most of just being able to figure things out. Like, I do help him, and I, I actually like helping my parents. Technology stuff. I know it's like this funny bit that comedians do, and they're like, "Oh, it's so awful." I actually really enjoy it. For there was like a very short time in my life where I thought maybe that's what I wanted to do. I I I wanted to try and find a way to like be paid to teach seniors how to use computers. This seems outrageous, but it's not. I think you can still probably find
0: a a way to do that. I mean.
1: But make, you know, a decent amount of money on it and that kind of thing. Which, hey, if you know someone who needs that, let me know. Um, but anyway, so I – but dad can – he figures stuff out all the time. Or sometimes he'll just need, like, a little bit of help. Um, he gets down on himself a little bit. But really he's for, – for someone who, like, grew up where they were using candles to do homework <laughs> to, you know – being really really good with computers and stuff i'm i'm always really proud of him i don't want to tell him that though because he's like a gruff scottish guy so he probably think <laughs> i was being condescending but i mean it so dad if you ever listen to this very proud of you
0: good job good job Stuart. Uh, mm-hmm. so yes i hate talking on the phone but i have to call the dentist back to like figure out what's going on here and it turns out they were two separate appointments one for just an exam which they do every three years i guess i don't know it's been, it'd been so long since i've been at the dentist regularly. As, you know, established if you go back through our archives. <laughs> <laughs> now that I go regularly, it's like, no, we do this every three years. What? So I ha- I had to go. And then my friend Alex, sometimes regular listener of the show. Hello, Alex. Um, had invited me for a socially distanced coffee at her place. Um, had just asked out of nowhere. and was like, hey, you want to get, you want to come over here for coffee? I was like, well, I got to go to the dentist this day anyway. So yeah, I guess I'll get my steps in and... Walk up to your, you don't live that far. Get my steps in, walk up to your neighborhood. And we'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, and like, dentist comes in. I'm not super stressed about the whole dentist aspect. Cause I mean, if what's the safest place you could possibly be. Yeah. <laughs> as far as like sterilization goes, a dental office. I walk in the dentist comes in and he's like, Hey, how are you feel? How you doing with this whole COVID thing? I'm like, you are the first person that isn't the, a grocery store that I've been in, in three months. That's how COVID's going. Thank you for putting toddlers and tiaras on the television for me.
2: Amazing.
0: <laughs> oh my I just like went through for a few, so she had the weather network on. I was like, well, whatever. Like, I, I don't care. They always ask me like, oh, what do you want to Is there anything you want to watch? I was like, I don't even know what television is. Like if it's not Netflix or YouTube, like I don't know what it is. So like,
1: yeah. What is cable?
0: Yeah. And it's like, I was like, you know, and then she flicked through and I was like, you know what? toddlers and tiaras do it up <laughs> she's like seriously I'm like yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 42 you this this surprises like, you
1: I was, I, they asked you you're like yeah you asked me don't don't shame my choice now
0: <laughs> I told you I want to see who's getting grand Supreme God damn it um, so yeah this was just an exam um, <laughs> and like to their credit I'm still on layoff. I am allegedly going back at some point, but I am still on layoff. And I got word that, like, you know, insurance was getting extended. Shouts to a major Canadian retailer. If you're on layoff, you're still covered. Um, till either like end of September or you go back, whatever comes for <laughs> whatever comes first. And like, I went to I went to pay. Still like seventy fucking bucks or something for this dude to like look in my mouth for five minutes. And she's like, Yeah, no, it's a. Uh, it's gone through but like I haven't got a confirmation, which is odd. And I was like like, oh, that's interesting. Okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go. Good luck with
0: that. <laughs> Let me know how that works. <laughs> see you in August. Bye bye. And then I go up and I see I see Alex and like I'm I'm doing okay. She has this like <laughs> her fucking dining room table looks like something from the Stonecutter's Lodge. It's like nine feet long. <laughs> I'm like, Okay, so this is good. You get over there. <laughs> I'll sit here. No maths. Like I I was even checking the rules. Like, what are the rules? It's like, okay, well the whole social circles of 10 things mean you can like tick pick 10 people to like get up ons. Like, but that's it. Right. Like pick your 10 that you can hug or like fist bump. That's it. And then the world you can like socially distance and mask or whatever, but like pick your 10 to like break the bubble. I was like, Alex, you're like the third person I've seen in three months, but you still stay over there. Um, <laughs> And then her boyfriend came home, and I was like, he wasn't part of the deal. No, he was not. Go play PlayStation. Get over there. I know it's your house. I know it's... Wait
2: outside.
0: (laughs) God. You know Alex and I need to talk about K-dramas for like four hours. You knew this when you left. (laughs) But, and now today... Well, yeah, it was supposed to be yesterday, but they were forecasting rain. And it didn't happen. Weather. um, So we pushed it back to today. I'm supposed to go see, uh... Leo the Brazilian for the first time and like, well before pandemic, and we're going to go to Sonic Boom, which I don't know if, I don't think I've been in since this all happened. I honestly I don't, don't remember. Well, I know.
1: I, have you? How do you not know?
0: Because, girl, there are so many records flying around all the time. I just, I just don't know. <laughs> and then all I was going to do was get supplies today. Because I'm really feeling like all my special babies deserve like the like resealable sleeves.
1: Oh my god! That
0: they come in. You get them from Japan. They have one on them already, but I have some. I have some. I have some special babies that don't have these sleeves, and Sonic Boom has them. A dozen for three bucks. So I might have to do that. But then they got the fucking Momoko Kakuchi reissue sitting there, and I had to do the calculus to make sure an OG isn't cheaper than the reissue. It's not. Thank you, world. It was like three months ago. God damn it. Never mind the fact that I made the mistake of going down the dark hole of being like, whatever happened with that, whatever happened with that Cowboy Bebop bootleg? What's that going for? Too much. That's what that's going for. You know what? Hmm.
1: You need a less expensive hobby. I'm aware. You should take up puppeteering.
0: I could. Puppets will come later. (laughs) Kira just perked the fuck up because she knows puppets will come later the joke is that I could do this hobby. I just picked like the worst lane of this hobby to go down, which Jeff and I joke about all the time. Cause it was like, let's start a band. Jordan will play drums. Drums are like the thing you need to even play the drums cost $15. Like a pair of drumsticks is like 10 bucks. A guitar pick is a nickel. Right. A drum kit is like a cheap drum kit is like $1,200. You can get a beer guitar. That'll probably get you by for like 400, but I had to do that. And then I had to get into records and decide, you know what? 80s Japanese stuff. That's what I'm into.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: because you're stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Kate, I'm not the only stupid thing in the world.
1: Mm. Ooh,
0: going J- you, that. You're
1: gonna, <laughs> People don't even see
0: that coming. I miss having her in the room because, you know, there's the like the high fives and just the like exaggerated big ups that would have happened as a result of that segue. <laughs> going to be good to get her back in the room. Uh, Um, We have a strange sort of twofold Dungeons & Dragons story today.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And I'm going to, friends, I'm going to have to admit, I have less to say about the first part of this. So I'm just going to kind of give you the, uh, give you some of the quotes and the gist, and then I'm going to lay back in the cut because I feel like Caitlin McKinnon had a lot to say about this. She was going to blow up my Facebook messenger when I sent her this link. And I said, you need to put a pin in that and give me, save those takes for the pod. So we are aware that this is a time of examining white supremacy and structural racism and all the things that we kind of like take for granted, all the ways that white supremacy, large and small, sort of like insinuate its way into our lives. Yes. Yeah. Fair assessment. Fair assessment. And this extends to our entertainment as well. We have seen things where like Kristen Bell and Jenny Slate have both said, you know what? We voicing characters of mixed race or black characters are not cool. Alison Brie has publicly reckoned with the fact that she voiced Diane, a Vietnamese character on BoJack Horseman, like things like that. Mm -hmm. And I see this story on global, global TV here in Canada And the headline is Dungeons and Dragons to Change Evil Races Due to Racial Stereotypes. And this was a story from June 25th, saying that the publisher of D&D says it will adjust the way it portrays some of its, quote, evil races, such as the, quote, savage orcs and the, quote, depraved dark elves, as a broader push against racism in the wake of George Floyd's death. Also, can we just, like, not... Like racism was there. It can just be racism. We don't have to make it George Floyd every time. Like not to discount his, you know, murder, but like, I don't know. I don't like that phrasing. Maybe I'm, maybe that's just a weird thing. Wizards of the coast has not just done this with D and D. There's been some removal of some magic, the gathering cards that I haven't like looked at the specifics about, but I did see that story about a week ago. Um, the game's publisher says the move is part of a company wide effort to address content. That quote does not reflect who we are today. Uh, Throughout the 50-year history of D&D, some of the peoples in the game, orcs and drow, dark elves, am I pronouncing that right? Is it drow or drow? Yeah, it's drow. Drow? No, it's drow. Uh, Being two of the prime examples, sorry, drow or dark elves. This will be important later. Uh, They have been characterized as monstrous and evil using descriptions that are painfully reminiscent of how real-world ethnic groups have been and continue to be denigrated, Wizard said in a statement. That's just not right, and it's not something we believe in. The company says in the current version of the RPG, which is the 5th, was designed to include a wide range of ethnicities, gender identities, sexual orientations, and beliefs. However, Wizards acknowledged that some of its races are still steeped in old stereotypes, despite its conscious efforts to the contrary. Human in D&D means everyone, not just fantasy versions of Northern Europeans, Wizards said in its statement. Wizards pledged to take a more nuanced approach with the way it portrays the drow, a race of dark-skinned elves that are depicted as evil, cave-dwelling murderers. The company's most famous fictional character, a drow named Dritz Dordern... Is commonly presented as the one exception. Oh, he's the exception. Sorry, we were talking about this before the mics came on. <laughs> he's the exception, yeah. Kate, <laughs> uh, a hero who overcame his evil culture to become a good person. Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. You seem a little. You seemed a little. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I just. What, what's a step down from annoyed? <laughs> if perturbed is a step up, what's a step down from annoyed?
1: Um. Uh, I guess it. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just this frustration of, see, this statement is a lot better than what I thought. Mm. They acknowledge the idea of, uh, okay. So there's so many different ways to go down this. So senior correspondent, Chris is part of, um, a Facebook group called black End anime. Mm. and anime. And, One of the things, and they've been very welcoming, very kind, and one of the things he's done a lot of is present characters specifically from Dungeons & Dragons that are um, characters of color that you don't often see because he'll do, like, elves that are black. Um, He'll do gnomes that are black. Um, and the communities really responded to that because they don't get to see those characters that look like them, and right. that's something that's come up again and again in entertainment, and how important it is, especially in fantasy, right? Um, because you have a very, you know, a powerful race like elves being depicted as, you know, white and like literally, basically translucent, <laughs> and and that's why they're so beautiful but really that's for most of us that's not necessarily why elves are powerful but that's sort of this image of them
2: Mm.
1: and in that thing that you had read from uh wizards they had made mention of the fact that it's not just um cultural and um uh, mystical aspects from northern european countries or european countries um, they should be integrating a lot of other things. Um, and there have been definitely missteps. Um, the drow come up a lot as like an issue. Um, the drow have black skin and I'm not talking like, um, a black person's skin. I'm talking like it's the, The color of black. Sometimes they, and they've moved, um, wizards have moved depictions of them a lot to more gray. Mm. Um, and I, dark elves to me, they're dark not because the sounds really stupid, not because of the color of their skin, but because they're evil, like we said. But I have a problem with the idea of like an evil race because. If you get more into the depths of D&D, the whole point of D&D is you make up whatever you want. Yeah. And there's no, to me, the characters, You, the whole idea of being an alignment is you decide how your character feels about the world for whatever reason. Um, and whatever they give you in whatever books, it's an outline. Um, and yes, I think it's very important for them to make some changes um But I think what people want, and this is people of color, this is my assumption, is that they want more representations that look like them. They don't want necessarily to even be connected to these cultures that are evil. Right. Um, if that makes any sense, um, you know, they want more representation in general. Um, Now, Drow um, is not just in Dungeons & Dragons. Drow come up in a lot of different mediums, one of them being in LARPing. Mm -hmm. Is there an issue with people putting on literal black makeup on their face? Yeah, it's a problem. (laughs) Now, thankfully, Drow have not been like they're not ghettoized. Um, you know, they, they are not, I think for most people seen as having to do anything with black people, but that idea of the connotation of like black being bad is a problem for sure. And I'm glad they're taking steps, but I want them to make more steps to have there be more representation in general for all the races. Um, than just making these changes, and I think that's part of where my frustration comes from. I think because
0: it's, when you're like, it's using a scalpel instead of a hammer, right? Like some of these solutions and approaches yes. require a, scal- a scalpel instead of a hammer. And yeah. I mean, thankfully, they're not like removing these classes and races. They're just, by the looks of it, reframing how they are presented in, you know, the guidebooks. um, character sheets, things like that, you know, descriptions. Um, Something that was buried here more at the bottom was wizards also promised to rectify the way it portrays the Vistani, a race that, quote, echoes some stereotypes associated with the Romani people in the real world. The company says it has enlisted a Romani consultant to help it avoid, quote, reductive tropes. So that's, that's the scalpel. Like the hammer is just like, get rid of it. It upsets some people instead of saying, you know what, we did this thing. This was not great. Maybe for some people. And maybe this made people not want to, you know, participate in this thing that brings a lot of joy to us and to a lot of other people. And in the interest of making this a more hospitable and inclusive sort of place for these people to be, we can reframe these things. Costs us nothing. Doesn't, doesn't impact anything. So, you could say that, yes, we are now seeing that, you know, Wizards of the Coast is using a scalpel, and Sony Television has opted for the hammer. <laughs> so, there have been a lot of stories this week about recent television programs that have used blackface as a gag, usually to demonstrate um, a character like, ineptitude or tone deafness or things like that. Um, 30 rock was the one I saw first. There are apparently some episodes where, uh, the Jane Krasinski character on 30 rock wears blackface, And I know there was, I'm pretty sure I'm one. Of, I haven't seen a lot of 30 rock. It always ran a little too, uh, Obama era edge Lord humor to me a little bit. Like not saying it's a badly written show, but it's just like jokes on jokes on jokes. And some of the shit like is like, look how clever and edge Lordy we are. Um, And I'm pretty sure on one of, like, the live episodes, they did live episodes a couple times, and I think there was a bit where, like, John Hamm was playing, like, in an Amos and Andy type type of show. So those, Tina Fey was, like, take those out of circulation. Um, There was a bit on The Office where Dwight was hosting a Christmas party and, like, some old folklore character involved somebody needed to, like, wear blackface. That's been cut around, I think. It hasn't been, like, they haven't pulled the episode and it hasn't been removed. They just kind of cut around scenes involving uh, that character. The one that's confusing, and I admit I have, I have a personal stake in this. <laughs> this is my own my own personal fandoms. Is Sony pulled the Dungeons and Dragons episode of Community from Netflix and Hulu? Apparently, this has not been on every country. It has been in Canada. It has been in the states. Um, they have not announced. There was no announcement. There was no. Dan Harmon didn't release, like, a statement saying, we had this discussion and we decided to do this. It just happened. As far as we can tell, no one asked for this. This was just Netflix and Hulu deciding blackface bad. So, like Kate said, there is a class of character, or a race of characters, in Dungeons & Dragons called the Drow, Dark Elves, black as night. Yes. And in the episode where the study group is...
1: Sorry, it's Go like ahead. shoe polish black. Yes. Like, I just, I need to make that very clear. Not that that makes a huge <laughs> difference, but there is, it's not someone pretending to be a person of color if, yes. as a costume. It's
0: not like saying, you know, it's not like when that guy who ran for sheriff uh, put out an ad saying, I, you know, dressed up as drug lord Big Meech at a... <laughs> At a uh, Halloween party once and he's like, you know, got brown makeup all over his face. Like, it's not that. Yeah. Like, and again, I am open to being like taken to task if there are people of color who hear this and, you know, disagree with me and do see it that way. But like, I haven't come across that yet. And I looked again today, like this story broke a few days ago and I checked again today to see if there have been any updates and there really haven't been. Um, so in this episode, the study group is playing uh host of Dungeons and Dragons game. It's kind of a bottle episode, just kind of around the table. And Chang, the insane uh, character played by uh, Kent Jong, who at this point in the show, I don't even know. He was a teacher. He got fired for being a teacher. He wasn't working security yet. He may have just been like a student. He was a student. That's what it was. He was a student at this point. His arc was he wanted to be a part of the study group. That's what, he, And so he was always hanging around. And it just cuts to him sitting at the table with the, like, snow white hair and the dark black skin. And the entire group kind of goes, duh. And the first comment is from Shirley, who says, so we're just going to annoy that hate karma yeah? <laughs> to which Chang responds, I'm a dark elf or a drow. Chen continues to play the game as the character Brutalitops the magician until he is killed and eliminated.
1: You have to do the voices. What? I'm Brutalitops the, the magician. magician. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Now, my problem with this example of the hammer approach, if this was just a bottle episode and a nice story, because in the, you know, the subtext of the story is there's this. Secondary character named Neil. Everybody called him Fat Neil. And word gets out that Neil's going to kill himself. And so the study group is trying to engage with him to, like, you know, prevent his death, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, this entire episode is the turning point of the Pierce character. Where Pierce, played by Chubby Chase, just ends up going, like, complete villain in this episode which kind of sets his arc for the rest of the time on the show. Like it's, it's in the narrative structure and I'm fascinated, you know, I have a deep investment in the narrative structure of community specifically. Um, (laughs) this is a real hinge point for a lot of the characters on the show. And to just yank it like that, like you're now leaving a huge chasm of character development. It's not just like a one-off gag. Like it's, it's a really important episode.
1: But I don't think that's the point. It doesn't even matter about that. The point is, it's not traditional blackface. And if people were calling for it, and they were bringing forth arguments about like, hey, this is why this is wrong or upsetting, okay. But there's this sort of like scramble to get rid of anything that may be controversial. And I understand... I think what would be even better is people saying, Hey, this is why we know this has been wrong. This is our actual action plan for the future to add more people of color in the things that we make.
0: It's like how we talked about before about how like, you know, we're making jokes about, you know, Disney plus ain't about to put uh song of the South on their streaming service and how like erasing your bad choices is an, necessarily as good as like contextualizing and acknowledging your bad choices.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: and giving like people say, a chance to learn from them.
1: I could say all day long that I'm like, I don't think this is the same thing as, as blackface or as the erasure of like specifically, um, black characters and Asian characters in media content um, it's an important episode for the series. Um, I could say that all day long. I'm not a person of color. I don't know what it I, – I can't even contemplate what it must feel like to constantly turn and have the color of your skin be used as a costume for people, right? Um, but again, the thing is, is erasing bad choices – doing that thing of just, like, removing stuff without comment, um, without acknowledging how to move forward, I don't think that's what people are fighting for. I know it's not what I fight for when I want, you know, diversity in my media. I want to see all the people I know and I love being represented. And that's what makes interesting stories or different perspectives and different people.
0: And, I mean, at the end of the day, you take something like community, you still had you know a black woman, a black man, an Asian man, an old man, some white women and a white dude, like around that table. Like I don't know. It's it's this uh, I keep coming back to the scalpel and the hammer type thing. And it's like and if I had seen, you know, if this had been presented as like, you know, we talked to fucking, you know, some black media council and we decided that this was incorrect, okay, fair point. But it just looks like it just looks like in a panic to like remove any of this sort of content from every because streaming someone, service.
1: It's like deleting tw- your tweets from five years ago. Yeah,
0: you still said them. Like,
1: you still said them, and you should still be like, hey, this is a thing I did and I thought about. This is my legitimate apology. This is me trying to be a better person, and and not an empty apology either, but be really trying to understand other people's perspective. I think that's far better than just... Removing things like they never happened because they did happen. Um, And this thing in particular, again, is not from my perspective, again, as a white lady, um, what people are upset about. (laughs) They're upset about having their skin color something that um, makes it more likely that they be killed by police, makes it more likely that they be harassed. Makes it more likely that they be discriminated against, be used as a costume that white people can just take off at the end of the night. That's upsetting, um, and to be to have that be seen as the a, a punchline, right? But in this case, it's people are they they talk about it like they don't just be like, oh, that's just this person, right? They're like, um, what the fuck is he doing? And I just think that, again, they would rather have more representation. I mean, it's what I wanted when I was uh, a young girl. And we just started to get, like, you know, one girl in a group of guys, like Power Rangers. They had two, amazingly. Um, But I was always like, why can't we just have, like, most of a team of girls? I don't understand. Why is there only, like, always one chick? I would like to see more ladies and different-looking ladies, right? Um,
0: I was just jumping in because only- I see a. Uh, the article about this was on deadline, and I saw a comment here that I thought maybe more succinctly summed up some of the things we were uh, bumping around in the dark for. Um, I'd credit you, but you were anonymous. Uh, the, the comment is, and I know what we say about comment threads, but this one is actually not terrible. Uh, However you feel about pulling episodes because of content, the aim of Black Lives Matter was to raise awareness and stimulate thoughtful reflection of the way the largely white media portrays race. The decision by Netflix and Hulu to pull this episode shows that it has done neither. Rather, their decision is autopilot brand protection even worse than performative allyship. They made no effort at discernment between general racial situation and a riff on geek humor. As noted by others, the episode has nothing to do with race. The actor in makeup is not portraying a black character... Not even satirically, as was the case in 30 Rock or The Office. The community episode poll is a knee-jerk corporate response that they will use to box-check racial sensitivity. Instead, Netflix and Hulu should be lambasted for utter stupidity and laziness.
1: Ah, uh, who are you, smart person?
0: <laughs> I mean... Come
1: on to our show.
0: I mean, you kind of <laughs> nailed it. Um, yeah, so I mean...
1: That's exactly what I was trying to say. I'm just not as smart. I should have
0: read this. should have read that ten minutes ago. We could have saved ourselves a lot of a lot of bumbling around. but hey, you like to listen to us talk. Um yeah, so silly strikes me as silly. I'm open to be proving wrong if people think this was a smart move by Netflix and Hulu. but currently I am skeptical, and I think it's a I think moving the needle, bearing the needle that far on the other side of the, you know, continuum is not necessarily
1: it's not helpful. An, any
0: better than leaving it on the other buried on the other side of the continuum where it was, but
1: it's not helpful. That's the point. It's not helpful.
0: That's the point. It's- so run out and buy your DVDs now before they take those, <laughs> they take those off the shelf. Okay. Well, Kate, Yeah. What you been watching?
1: Um, I have, okay, so I know it's pronounced Studio Ghibli. Ghibli,
0: Ghibli, Ghibli. Ghibli,
1: Ghibli. No, it's pronounced Studio Ghibli. Yes. But I can't not say Studio Ghibli. It just, I don't know. I don't know why. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I have to apologize to everyone because I know there are people out there, like, pulling their hair out. Yeah. Um... But I'm watching a lot of Studio Ghibli.
0: Made their um, triumphant arrival onto Canadian Netflix this week.
1: Yes. And what's great is that senior correspondent's niece has been checking out some of the movies, specifically My Neighbor Totoro, which I was very happy about. Um, I and already, she seemed to love it.
0: I already told Mr. Milosh he uh Shoes cannot watch any Ghibli films until I'm there to watch them with him. Although then I stopped to think, like, if a young child tells me he thinks totoro is boring, i don't have it in me for that and it'll probably ruin our relationship. so
1: it's not and i realize that uh, my neighbor totoro is a perfect film. yes. it's a perfect film. um and so i watched that this week. i actually watched it twice. totoro? i watched it yes, i watched it once with a friend of the show, Jacqueline, and friend of mine, Jacqueline. cuz nice. we have our movie night. And then um, senior correspondent had never seen it. What? I know, and so we watched. I watched it with him, and he was totally just smitten. Um, and just we agreed that. So I, it was really interesting with um, uh, Jacqueline. I'd never done this before, uh, but. So because I can hear it, we try and line it up as best as possible. We literally go one, two, three, go, right. um, and I do it with my friend Ren as well in Vancouver. We we time it that way. So sometimes it's like a second off. But what I do a lot of the time is because I can hear the audio through their computer, mm-hmm. I will put subtitles on mine. Um, so it, it even it lines up even a little bit better. So for the first time ever, I got to hear the dub and see the subtitles.
0: Oh, you never really done that before? I used to do that. No, a lot. I
1: hadn't. I hadn't – I mean, the only real experience I had had with that is – well, two um, was Sailor Moon back in the day when I was watching the – so I had seen the series basically, Mm. um, but then I hadn't seen, like, the later episodes, and a friend had it on, like, VHS, so I watched it, and that was in – they hadn't – dubbed that, they'd subbed it, yeah. which was a weird experience because I was so used to their voices. But anyways, and then um, if people remember uh, in the early days when I first watched Utena and I watched the dub and I was like, what is this horror show? It was terrible. Um, the sub is so much better for Utena. Um, but what was really interesting was that the dub for My Neighbor Totoro was way better than the sub.
0: Really? Really?
1: Um, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's when they got it translated or who they got it translated by. I don't know. Um,
0: I'd have to check. Totoro was a weird one when Disney first, you know, when Disney first bought up all the, uh, rights to the Ghibli movies and we were like, yay. And they did all these like, you know, triple a Hollywood voiceovers. Totoro was the one that wasn't included in that batch because another studio had already licensed it. um, and now I think G-Kids has the rights to all the Ghibli movies, and I don't know if they commission redubs. Um, they may have. I don't know. I don't know what generation or what version of the dub is currently on Netflix. I'd have to check.
1: Well, I don't know, but it was really good. Um, we, then we watched uh, Howl's Moving Castle, senior correspondent and I, um, which I really like. Uh, he thought it was okay. It was weird to hear Christian Bale. <laughs> The how? Um, I think the last time I saw it, it was definitely in a sub. Um, but it was still really good. The actress who played Sophie um, was very, very good. Both the older actress and the young actress. Um, but yeah, that's it so far. Though I'm trying to choose like. One of my absolute favorites is Spirited Away, but Secret Correspondent's already seen that one, and there's so much he hasn't seen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I'm open to, like, suggestions for what next. Um, He's seen Princess Mononoke on his own. I haven't seen Princess Mononoke for years and years and years. I just remember it being amazing, and also—it was the first one I'd ever seen, so it was amazing and freaky, Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I should go Castle in the Sky. But I, there's also lots I haven't seen I
0: first leaned to that yeah castle oh. and this guy what haven't you seen?
1: Oh God um I haven't seen the cat came back oh the cat returns the cat came back cat returns cat returns um I haven't seen Ponyo I haven't seen Arietti
0: That was a, actually that cat one was more. a friend recommended that one when I was like, you know give me some underground underground Ghibli to watch tonight. And he recommended he recommended Arrietty, um, so I don't know.
1: Um, and I know it's based off of the Littles or the Borrowers, or, yeah. Borrow- or I think the it's same. the Borrowers, yes. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Which is, I really liked those stories when I was a kid. Um, so that that that'll probably be fun. But anyways, if you have kids, have them watch this. It's so good. Yes. Um, and then I've the television. It's just been Avatar, <laughs> and I cannot get over. How so first season is very I funny because I think first season is okay. Senior correspondent after we started rewatching was like, Oh God, first season's so bad. <laughs> Every like episode during one of one part of the episode, he'd be like, oh, No wonder Jordan had such a hard time watching this. <laughs> Second season, Earth, like the book Earth, is just it goes by in a flash. Like it just there's a lot of um I guess story there, like it moves pretty quickly. Mm. And then third season, there's so many amazing, important episodes. I can't get over it. Things that I thought might've happened in second, the second book doesn't, it's this season. And so I'm enjoying, and I'm enjoying that we're going to end up watching Cora again after as well. Um, so yeah, that's That's exciting. Um, And then it's just been a lot of YouTube. It's basically animals getting set free and meals on a budget.
0: (laughs) Nails on a budget?
1: No, meals. Meals on a budget. budget. (laughs) Meals for poor people. Right. I'm trying to learn how to use lentils. I don't like lentils. (laughs) I think lentils are the garbage pantry item everybody has um, and only vegetarians eat. (laughs) Um, I think beans are basically dust eggs.
0: Dust eggs? So I'm...
1: Dust eggs. They basically, you're like, oh, they're fine on the outside. They have a sauce. And then as soon as you bite into them, you're like, Uh, my tongue is so dry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that's how I feel about beans. But I don't hate them. And apparently the trick to beans is, like, a lot of moisture and oil and salt. So I'm looking forward to trying out some of these, like, bean lentil recipes because Hey, I know you can get a lot out of just like, right. So senior correspondent makes something we like to call beanie ricey stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Everybody everybody, and, got, everybody got their version of beanie ricey stuff.
1: Yeah. And he does a really great job with it. I don't know what magic he puts in it, but it always tastes really good. Whereas when I make beanie ricey stuff, I'm like, eh, <laughs> it's fine.
0: Caitlin, the only thing um, I've been tempted to spend money on besides records during quarantine has been a rice cooker. <laughs> I really want a rice cooker.
1: I have a rice cooker and it's, it's worth the investment. Okay. Just so get a really good one. Like mine's okay. Um, but it only really holds at the most two cups of rice.
0: <laughs> so so um, Sorry, friend sidebar. Well, number one, I don't need more than two cups of rice. Also, does it get really hot? Cause that's my main reason. Does it just like cook the shit in and of itself without making the surrounding area hot? Cause it's the summer and I don't want to turn a burner on if I don't have to.
1: Well, I mean, it, it is definitely less than a burner. Yeah. Um, it will, I don't know, depending on the rice cooker, it will bubble over a bit. Mm. Um, at least mine does. Mine is though a really tiny one from like black and Decker. Who knew they made rice cookers. Um, but it was on sale for like 20 bucks. When it we like bought it.
0: Literally the one I'm <laughs> I like, literally the one I saw. <laughs> I was like, maybe that one. Welcome going to rice cooker. Talk. Y'all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Hey, we got to get nerdy about all different types of things, right? Um, but yeah, I'd go for it because it is a great investment. I hate cooking rice on the stovetop. Oh, my it's, God. I'm not good at it. It never turns out right. And my fucking burner um, is
0: all jacked up. It either runs at, like, zero or 100. So, like, there's no... <laughs> hammer or the scalpel is the, like, theme of the episode. My burner is a hammer. It's just like, you need to boil some <laughs> water? Great. Blam. You need to bring this to a simmer? Mm-mm. Ain't, Mm-mm.
1: ain't, ha- ain't nope. happening. <laughs> Have I talked about being, doing Noom?
0: I'm so sorry. What?
1: Have I talked about doing Noom? Noom? Noom. N-O-O-M.
0: I believe this is the first time I've ever heard this.
1: Okay. Noom is like this diet thing. It's an app, but it's working out really well. Oh, good. Yeah. They don't like restrict what kinds of things you can eat. They just to restrict me, like stuffing my face constantly. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's working out pretty good. So avatar but definitely they like they lean you towards like vegetables as far as like calories are concerned. They're nothing. They're they're well, they're mostly water, but yeah. they're just like they're just nothing. So Numa's like, yeah, you can have, um, like two scoops of course ice cream. That's your, like, budget for today. Or you could eat all the vegetables um, forever. And so, yeah, it's it's worked out pretty well.
0: So just Ghibli movies and Avatar?
1: Uh, yeah, and YouTube. That's and and
0: YouTube.
1: Do not discount animals getting set free. If you need something to warm your heart, make you feel better about the world, that's it.
0: Who among us does not need that? Okay, things you have heard about before. Hitero, finish that up, finish the season. Uh, I think I said on an earlier episode, I thought this was going to be clearly a first season, and it was. Got no real answers, although it's a very fun and gory hang. The N family is like fucking and Shin. That's like all I need in my life is and Shin. <laughs> so, my Ghibli selection. You know, I wasn't about to watch no Miyazaki movie. Puh been watching those my entire life. Let's get into the weird shit. Do you know about Ocean Waves? That's what I got into. Really? Ocean Waves was a TV movie apparently done in 93, I think, that was supposed to be a showcase for the younger animators at Studio Ghibli Ghibli. Um, And was supposed to be like done cheap and fast. And it Took too long and went over budget, <laughs> and apparently gave the guy who was brought in to direct it a uh, peptic ulcer from the stress.
2: Oh, fun! <laughs> so
0: says Wikipedia. Um, it was okay. It was basically just like a love story about you know that one, you know, your last summer, your last year of high school, type of thing. Um, and sort of like it was based on a novel, kind of like you know, melt teen melodrama type thing, a different type of Ghibli project. I mean, you know, it's a Ghibli movie because they all have Miyazaki faces and it was fine. Like bad Ghibli is better than most other bad stuff. So, I mean, I wouldn't even call this bad. It just wasn't like if you're expecting Totoro or spirit away, you're not going to get that. It's a very small, um, you know, relaxed, somewhat introspective story about this dude going back to his, you know, small country town thinking about his best friend and the girl they were both kind of into. And that's, that's like 90 minutes. I just want something fast. Cause Ghibli movies are long. And I was like, princess Kaguya, let's get into that two hours and 14 minutes. No, we're not going to do that today, but it's fine. Like I said, I was, I'm really amped about this whole them coming to Netflix thing to really dig into the stuff that like, I have not seen or did not have access to like the cat returns, like whisper of the heart, like up on poppy Hill, like shit like that. So looking forward to ticking those off. um, While I was on Netflix, looking at old Ghibli stuff, it reminded me about something, I was in the continue watching tab, and I was like, oh right, I never finished that, and then I had a good long cry watching the rest of the Violet Evergarden movie.
1: Oh, fun!
0: (laughs) Yep. The thing about Violet Evergarden, I think, post TV, because they keep doing, they did like a couple one-off videos, and they did this movie and they're doing another movie, is like the stories are no longer about her. Right? Like, she is the facilitator for stories about other things. Like, so the story was about some girl who grew up as an orphan, and she ended up taking another orphan in, and they were basically like homeless, just getting by during the war, and then the older sister turned out to be like, you know, the illegitimate child of some You know, noble, and it's like, you know, you come with me, you change your name, you go to school, you know, you're one of my kids, I'll take care of you. You can't take that other one with you, but I'll make sure she's taken care of type of thing. Um, So the first half is like Violet at the school of this uh, older sister while she's like learning to be a uh, proper lady. And then at the end of that segment, her and Violet, like, write a letter to give to the younger sister. And then the second half is the younger sister, like, going to the post office. Because she wants to, A, be a postal carrier. Because um, mail brings happiness. Because that's what happened to her. And then she ends up writing a letter to her older sister. And just the scene where, like, she opts not to meet her older sister. But, and, like, the older sister hasn't even gone by that name in, like, a decade. And she's, like, reading the letter and everybody's crying. Even the dude who, like, brought the letter is, like, missing up a little bit. And it's, like, new oh God. And it's a Kyoto animation production, so it's just gorgeous to look at. Um, also, a couple mandatory bath scenes, and I don't think we ever saw Violet without all her clothes on. So seeing the giant robot, seeing the robot arms go all the way up to her like shoulder was interesting. I don't think we had seen bath that.
1: Ugh.
0: <laughs> you just watched Totoro. You know, families have baths together.
1: Yeah, but it's different because that was just like. Cute bass scene where they yell and laugh and then the ghosts leave.
0: <laughs> and this was just This is
1: why I watch Card Captor. This was no m- bass scenes in Card Captor.
0: Melancholy scene talking about families. And Kate Yeah. It's never come up on the show before years. I have heard about this thing that I have wanted to watch. And it was never really easy to find, or it was on the paid tier of Crunchyroll, or things of that sort. And I was on a site looking for something else, actually, looking for a Korean variety show. And I was like, you know what, let me check to see if they have this show. It popped into my head again. Let me check this out. And I punched it in, and they had it all, finally. And I am here to tell you that you just wait for August Watcharama when I fully bring... Thunderbolt Fantasy into your life.
1: Thunderbolt Fantasy.
0: Thunderbolt Fantasy. Y'all, I had heard for years this show was good and incredible and amazing, and I am here to tell you, it is my favorite thing I've watched this year. I'm in love with it. Y'all, it's fucking Team America meets Crouching Tiger. Huh. Murder puppets, y'all. Murder puppets. Written by the guy... Written by a guy named Gennaro Bochy. You know what Gennaro was responsible for? A little show called Poli Magi Madoka Magica. Ooh. Now, like I just said, it's like super marionation. It's like, it's murder puppets.
1: Murder puppets.
0: <laughs> this apparently, and while I was talking to my friend Alex, let's call back. When I was over at my friend Alex's house the other day, having socially distanced coffee, I was mentioning this. And she was like, isn't this on Netflix? And I was like, I slapped her in the mouth. And I was like, what (laughs) are you talking about? (laughs) Because here's what we have learned. This style of what they call glove puppetry is the jam in Taiwan. Really? And Taiwan does this like nobody's business and has done it for ages on a program called Pili, which means Thunderbolt. Um, it's going to get a little confusing. There are two separate things because you can go on Netflix right now and look up Pili P I L I or war of the dragons. And you will see essentially a version of this on Netflix right now. It's just been sitting there. Never made it to my front tab. You're you fucked up Netflix. (laughs) Your algorithm algorithm is fucked. If you never brought this to my attention before now,
1: they're trying to bring everything to everyone's (laughs) attention. Um, them a break.
0: And I tried watching it, but it's, like, twofold. Um, one, it's clearly, like, you know how Crouching Tiger was, like, the last story of the Chow Yun-Fat character? And you kind of knew that going in, and it wasn't too hard to understand. But, like, if you looked into it at all, you were aware that, like, you know, the Green Destiny in that dude had, like, you know, 900 legends and stories about him. in the like, Wuxia yeah. legends. But Crouching Tiger was just, like, his last story. This version on Netflix is like the a remake of the 6th season of Peely, which is maybe the most self-contained one and it's like hello deep end. Do you like the David Simon school of fuck you storytelling? You're going to love this. <laughs> Who are any of these puppets? I don't know what the fuck is happening. Also, but
1: do they fight?
0: Oh yes. Oh yes. Also, and this is my whiteness really emotive taiwanese or cantonese i admit i do not know what language they're speaking was a little <laughs> hard to hang with for me it was A little kind of loud and just loud but this made me double back and really want to get into thunderbolt fantasy because and thunderbolt fantasy was mentioned a lot on like the is it or isn't it anime argument which whatever um <laughs> who cares
1: have fun with that hey everyone needs to have a hobby right who
0: cares because and it was... it's
1: less expensive than collecting records.
0: Because, <laughs> mm. um, you know, Crunchyroll bought the rights, and it's like, well, this isn't anime. Why is this on here? I sent Caitlin the one, like, Jeff I could easily find of it, of, like, our, you know, reluctant protagonist, um, you know, fighting some faceless goons and, like, chopping one of their hands off. Kate, do you want yeah. gore puppets? Do you want puppets and gore? Yeah. Oh. Oh, girl. You know I do. I am here for you. The gist is basically like any one of these type of things. There are legendary weapons. Bad dudes want it. One, you know, girl is like the shrine priestess who's supposed to protect them. Her brother got killed while they were fleeing. She ends up bumping into like a very unscrutable traveler who's always smoking his pipe and he's got the white hair. Basically, you know they're important based on how fancy their puppets are. (laughs) Right. Like in the second episode, dude goes to a town and those puppets are like not, they're not rocking it. But when they have the, like, sweeping robes and the beautiful hair and stuff, the voice acting is fucking incredible from these dudes. Because, like, the mouths don't really move a lot. It's mostly just kind of, like, head-bobbing type of thing. It's like Thunderbirds. Like, it's... I can't get over how insanely unique and good this show is. I got three episodes in yesterday. And I'm like low-key annoyed I have to record this podcast with you because I just want to keep watching <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbolt Fantasy. Um, it's got a fucking soundtrack by – or a theme song by TM Revolution. I mean, how much more alpha male, late 80s <laughs> big hair can you get than that? It's just like, oh, my God. It is fantastic. And when they get going – they also use a – I don't know if this version was the first to do it, but I think I read – Well, I was trying to sort out what Pili v. Thunderbolt Fantasy versus War of the Dragons, like, what all of these were, I saw a mention in one of them that, like, either War of the Dragons or Thunderbolt Fantasy was the first to, like, use CGI in the battles as well. So not only are there, like, these amazing, like, how the fuck did they even do that, like...
1: I am literally watching this as you're talking.
0: (laughs) The the Netflix one or Thunderbolt Fantasy?
1: Thunderbolt Fantasy. Like, I'm... Like, I'm so fucking
0: impressed. Because they they'll. it looks like a fucking, like, Wusha movie. It looks like a fucking Jet Li movie. But the dude with the spear does the shit that every guy with a spear does in every one of these movies, but he's a puppet. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he does the spin. How did I
1: not know this didn't exist? See, this is what I'm talking about. I want more exposure to more things.
0: <laughs> well, friends, you just wait until August Watch Rama when we really dig deep and sell you even harder on all the wonder that Thunderbolt fantasy is that is on Crunchyroll right now or you can see a version of it that's not bad it's just a different it's the original version um which is on Netflix right now man I did not know I need murder puppets in my life but apparently I did
1: this is <laughs> this is so good right Someone's coming from the sky. Yes. He's got a death mask on. Oh, my God.
0: They were in a forest. Oh my God. They were in a forest with zombies uh, in the last episode I saw because they had to go. <gasps> they had to go find some priestess to help them. Some demon priestess.
1: Oh, my God. He's bleeding from his mouth. Yeah. How did he do? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And apparently some, like, evil wizard. Oh, he did the hand gesture—the like, come and fight me. Oh yeah. How the hands?
0: I don't know that. I don't know how they do do the hand thing all the time. Also, the one guy—do you see a guy with short blonde hair? No, no. Okay, I don't know what you're watching. For watching like the opening or like a, or like a clip. Oh my god,
1: he's a beautiful man who's—I think it's like the opening. He's a beautiful man who's also a wizard, and he has very long eyelashes.
0: They're all beautiful. (laughs) Um, Oh my god, because they're puppets. The spear guy does the like he'd hear he hair flips all the time he's the young you know he, they're all archetypes like you reckon it, and they all have right. a, they all have amazing names because it's like wusha based you know it's like oh fuck i gotta get one of their names it's like the steel and paler or something like that like
1: sorry i'm like you can tell i'm like i don't care jordan i'm watching this show okay i'm putting it away um amazing um, I don't need more shows about lawyers in Boston. What I need is that. <laughs>
0: um, I don't remember the blonde guy's name, but, like, they're all archetypes, right? So, like, the blonde guy is, like, the, the young cocky spear wielder, and he's always doing, like, the <laughs> hair flip. and like, <laughs> like, swooshing his bangs out of his face. He's a puppet. <laughs> but it's fantastic. Yeah, Thunderbolt Fantasy. Look forward to us rhapsodizing about it <laughs> next month. Um, but for now, we're going to take a break. And I don't know if we're going to rhapsodize. I don't know what we're going to say about it, actually. But when we come back, Kate and I are going to talk about the thing that we were brought from the audience. A request. It's more of a more of a watch-a-rama than an opportune tune. But the people brought it to us. And that's the great. And we'll find out if it was great when we come back from this break.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is usually the part of the show where we talk about things we brought each other, but we didn't bring this to each other.
0: No. Brought to Someone us. Someone
1: brought it to us. Because we were all like, tell us what to keep on watching. But we kind of, we either didn't want to, or <laughs> they they brought us things that were new. So this is usually kind of more of like the idea of of August Watcharama, but that's okay. We had a long June Uh, We can at least talk about the same thing. Um, So I didn't... Did we want to go by the rules?
0: Uh, I think the rules apply in this sense. We should probably still run, run them down.
1: Okay. The first rule is the rule of three. That is the rule that if the thing comes in parts, episodes, issues, we will watch, consume, read, three of those things. So the thing gets a chance... To try and become the thing it's trying to become. Yeah. Yeah. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod.
0: I, I skirted up to the edge of it. Just too much. Yeah,
1: you were fine. Just too,
0: just too much in this show. Um, Generally this means skirt? we don't talk about the thing until oh, we are yeah. sitting in front of these microphones so that you can have the freshest of takes listeners and you're probably going to want them for this show. I feel like you might.
1: You might. Um, the third rule is there are going to be spoilers.
0: There will be spoilers,
1: yeah, it's not really a rule, it's a policy. We just we spoil everything
0: and if you don't like spoilers, what can they do Kate?
1: um, they can uh slowly and elegantly uh walk themselves out of this podcast.
0: You're being very diplomatic today today. Normally, she gives you options, friends. You can either fuck right off, you can fuck yourself. I guess those are really the only two, but.
1: Yeah, two options.
0: (laughs) They count as options. There's more than one. Yeah. Kate. Mm. What did we watch?
1: We watched The Great. Yes, we did. We did which uh, The Great is a satirical, comedic drama about the rise of Catherine the Great from outsider to the longest reigning female ruler in Russia's history. The series is a very, very fictionalized uh, portrayal of Catherine in her youth and her marriage uh, with Emperor Peter the III, um, focusing on the plot to, tell, to kill her depraved and dangerous husband. Yeah. Um, yeah. The... I'm going to say the two main and probably most well-known cast members are Al Fanning as Catherine the Great and Nicholas Holt as Peter the Third of Russia. Yes. hmm
0: So this um, is basically, yeah, like Kate said, it's a, it's a very, uh, what do they call that when things don't, like, line up? It's like Samurai shampoo, where they, they do things that don't like they talk in ways that aren't necessarily historically accurate. Oh. Anachronistic. That's yeah. what it is. Like when things are like not of the time in which they are being presented. Not that this has got like flying cars in it or whatnot, but just the ways in which they speak. Um, um I, I don't,
1: another a really well known example is that um, Antoinette movie.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, I I have not seen that movie, but the first thing that came to my mind is like, oh, this is Marie Antoinette. This is couple is Marie Antoinette, like in Russia. Yeah, in a TV show.
1: Um, yeah. So and there'll be little things like you'll see someone with like it's not quite this where you see someone with a cell phone and they have running shoes <laughs> in like a shot, but, it, but the- they there's a lot the like lang- like you said the language that they use how they act
0: there are black people the, a lot
1: of the things that happen yeah so yeah it's 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 basically a lot of the time is done to sort of help the audience along
2: mm-hmm.
1: not make it as dry and especially because it is very much a satirical sort of dark comedy um they don't take a certain things too seriously
0: uh, so basically the hook is you have Catherine, who where the hell was she from originally france
1: No, she is from Austria.
0: Austria. She gets married off to the Emperor of Russia, has very romantic ideals of what her life is going to be like. Her life is not like that. No,
1: and he's insane.
0: Talk more about that in a moment. Um, It's just basically, yeah, like Kate said at the top, it's her realizing that this is not going to be sustainable. She has very high... She had a vision of what she thought her life was going to be, and this what she finds herself in is not it. So after trying to escape a few times, um, she slowly starts to embrace remaining there only to get him out. And when she finds out that like, there's no air, it goes to the Empress. Um, the throne goes to the Empress. She's like, well, maybe we could do that. Uh, that's all I want to say before we get into specifics, but just like hot take Kate, like, are you going to stay with this show? I guess is the, it's not even, it's not for me. It's not a question of, did you like the show? It's like, are you going to stay with this show?
1: Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Mm hmm. Why? What did you like about
1: um, it? I liked how bizarre it was. Um, I liked, so uh, I know you don't know this, but guess what other type of nerd I am? <laughs> I'm a history nerd. Mm-hmm. Surprising no one. <laughs> Um, and I know a lot about Catherine the Great. Um, now, this is one of those cases where um, real life is better than fiction. Mm. Like I always, I always get really frustrated with historical television shows and movies because a lot of the things that happen are actually what's really fascinating. Um, and and I, there's some part of me that feels like. It, that's sad and unfortunate that I don't get to see that. Um, but I actually really enjoyed this. I thought it was weird and wacky, and um, I like historical things. I, I like her, her rise to power. I, I always enjoy those types of stories. It's like House of Cards, right? Like it's mm. how to get people on your side and the plotting and – how she deals with his insanity and his whims, um, how she changes Russia, um, which I, I'm guessing we don't get to see for a while, um, and how there's that how you have to endure basically as as a wife in that time. I also really enjoy her the the lady who is nobility who got made into a servant. Oh yeah,
0: best part, best character.
1: Oh, just fucking fantastic. I love her so much. Um, So yeah, I really like the characters. I liked that she was super idealistic and then is like, I laughed at my stupid face this morning because I'm stupid. (laughs) Um, And her coming to terms with that and not just... She has a moment where, you know, she's going to commit suicide. She's like, I don't see any way out. Um, And then sort of turning that around to... Let you plot this out, um I think that that's really neat um, so yeah i I enjoyed it for all those things, and the costumes,
0: very good costumes, yes,
1: um, and what did you think, Jordan?
0: My problem is ultimately, we don't need this show now,
1: no. <laughs> But they didn't know that.
0: They didn't know that. I don't know. Did you say when the show, like, originally dropped? It's on, Hulu. Oh. it's on Hulu in the States and Amazon in Canada.
1: It was dropped on May 15th, 2020.
0: 2020. Oh, well. Well. But when they were making it, they didn't know. Um, no. I was trying to summarize. You can summarize the show two ways. One, it's a Marie Antoinette, but a TV show in Russia. Or if game of Thrones was nothing but Joffrey and Sansa and Joffrey was stupider and more like Donald Trump. It's basically what it is. My take on it. And that's a hard hang in this economy. I'm not really down for watching a white woman with delusions of grandeur (laughs) in this economy. Uh, It's a hard hang for me. Uh, episode two or three, I don't remember where it was, where she's talking about how great she dreamed her life would be. And she was destined for great things. It's like, yeah, weren't we all Karen? You're like the first Karen. Uh.
1: Um, I think that's a little harsh. First of all, she was destined for great things. Second of all, um, she's not destined for great things by, you know, putting other people down, at least not at this moment. Um, and i don't think she's like sansa i think there's a bit there reminiscent but i think she's much smarter and catches on a much much quicker much quicker yes um yeah the the um when her yes. servant is like
0: when her servant is like you know what's about to happen right and she breaks down everything that's that the that losing her virginity is supposed to be
1: yeah and the servant's like oh, okay um good luck but she, but she catches on very quickly that that's the way it's going to be, right? Um, and Peter is is like Joffrey. Um, there's not as much cruelty as Joffrey, but there is still cruelty, which is a problem. I think um, I think he's
0: got it in him. it, is, it may not have.
1: Oh yeah. Totally for sure. come out. Like yet. he almost drowns her for fun.
0: He punches her in the stomach. He yeah. He just randomly shoots things all the time. Um, he's stupider, um, he's stupider than Joffrey.
1: Yeah, much stupider. Um, but, it, uh, see, this is why I'm surprised. It, it was never your hang. Not This show was neither made for you, nor is it the type of show that I could see you getting excited about. It's not murder puppet.
0: Excited about, I don't know, but I busted out laughing like a shit ton in this show.
1: Well, that's good at least. This
0: show is hysterically funny at times. And I'm not even going Um, to say, I'm not even saying, like, no, I did my three in and I'm done. Like, I don't know that I'll never come back to it. It just seems like white people being awful in this economy is a real hard, (laughs) it's a real hard, real hard hang for me.
1: That's not wanting to, like, look in the mirror, right? Like, white people have been awful forever. And just being like, I don't want to watch this. That's sort of like, well, I mean... See, but the problem is is that there is hope and, and she does want to change things for the better. And that's the message that I'm taking more than anything. Um, and how she fights to turn things around for the country. Um, I haven't seen – I'm only on, like – I only watched up to the middle of episode three. But –
0: and as I am one, and this is what ultimately will ruin Game of Thrones for me, because I just hated Joffrey so much, I was like, when does he go down? And I fell down a Wikipedia hole and ruined, like, 90% of the franchise for myself. I was like, is he here the whole show? And, like, skim through the uh, the episode descriptions. Uh, number one, Amazon, you didn't need to, like, put one twist, like, completely out there um, in the show descriptions. <laughs>
2: I,
1: yeah. It's like, I it's like co- this
0: thing happens, and I'm like, well, you didn't need to tell me that. Um.
1: Yeah. I'm waiting for a couple things because, like I said, I know a lot about Catherine the Great. Um, and I am waiting for a couple <laughs> of crazy things. Also, she is like – she did some terrible, terrible shit to gain power. Um, and – I don't know. I just find those stories kind of fascinating, right? Um, so I don't feel the same way about it, like being white people being terrible in the same way. Um, maybe it's because it's historical. <laughs> and so I see it through a different lens where white people were worse <laughs> then <laughs> somehow. Um, Perhaps. I do enjoy, I definitely enjoy the, um, just the stories of, of, how you get to certain places, how you gain power, how you get people on your side—basically, the chess game of it, right? I, I've always really liked that.
0: So you like that shit? I just like the parts where it's like super weird and awkward, like Peter's aunt just like whacking it in front of a statue of his father. That's how a shit, that's how an episode opens. That's the yeah. cold. That's the cold open—is her just double-clicking the mouse in front of this giant statue, and then the title card? Okay. His whole relationship with his best friend constantly banging his wife. And he just, like, the friend can't say anything because he's the emperor. Yep. And he tries to put on the best face, but he clearly despises him. Like, that whole... And how it's not just, like... I don't know if you saw the scene where, like... I don't know what he was upset about, but he, like, went to just sleep in the room. (laughs) Like, they were talking about, like, going to the countryside or whatever. And Peter just shows up and just, like, wants to, like, spoon with him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like when she... Uh, played, the, played the long game to, uh, embarrass the chick who whipped, uh, her, you know, housemaiden, the yeah. farmer <laughs> that dress will look perfect on you. And it's the same, basically fabric as the curtains <laughs> or whatever tent they're into. I don't know what they were watching, but to embarrass her when she like says shady things about, uh, how they're all wearing their wigs wrong.
1: Wish they were, which is great. <laughs>
0: And Peter's just general, like, disposition of, like, that thing he does all the time where he says something and then turns to everyone around and repeats what he just said so they laugh. Like
1: And everyone laughs? Oh, so good.
0: <laughs> like, on the one hand, all that shit was, like, really funny to me, and I didn't have a bad time watching it, but I was just like, this is not the place I want to hang with <laughs> right now. Um, I don't
1: know. I think it's it sort of... I mean, when we talk about entertainment, we talk about, in a lot of ways, things that help us cope with whatever's going on. Um, I think a harder hang, maybe as, impo- like, very important, but a hard hang would be, like, watching Roots right now, right? Like,
0: oh yeah, It's like when I watched 13th, you know, a month ago or whatever. Like, yes, that's, yeah. that's a harder hang, but.
1: And this is just so, it's so wacky. Like, it's just. For me, I can sort of have it on in the background, and it's just generally entertaining, right? It's not – It's not because they're not taking it seriously. Like if it was a serious portrayal of Catherine the Great and her rise, um, that would be hard mm-hmm. for me. Thankfully, they also – so Catherine was actually married to Peter for like – it wasn't 20 years, but it was basically 20 years before mm-hmm. – the queen died, and he rose to power, and he was in power for like six months. Um, so, at least I didn't have to struggle through all of that. <laughs> you
0: Really, put the fast-forward button I mean, on that.
1: Yeah, and um, but yeah, I I just think it's generally entertaining, and and it's interesting because I think it's like it's a, it's a it's not a super fun, exciting hang. It's just like a cool hang, cool. This thing's neat. I mean, Whereas you're like, it's a tough hang, and I'm like, oh, weird.
0: I just don't want to be around shitty people right right now at this time. At this time in my life, uh, it's not but a bad made show. Everywhere, and, Jordan. Yeah, so I don't need to choose to bring them into my life with the things that I watch. It's not a bad made show. It's a very well made show. That they, they somebody had some money for this. Uh, the amount of animatronic animals that get shot like alone. You right, bear, deer, bear. rabbits. <laughs> Shutter bear. Um. I, know. I like also he has a Lian named Zeus, which I enjoy because my parents had a Liam I saw that pupper show up and I was like, Look at you, pupper. That's just a show about Zeus. Um <laughs> Not a it's not a bad made show. And if you liked the political intrigue of element of Game of Thrones that was kind of thrown out the window in the last three seasons, you may like this. Uh not super rapey. Which is always a plus.
1: No, which is nice. I was worried, right?
0: It's kind of like a, you know, dread resignation. But it's not like, you know, screaming whenever he comes in to like (laughs) mount her for like five minutes. um, Yeah. To try and pump an air in her. Um, The great
1: is in the second episode where he's, I'm going to say doing it on her. (laughs) They're not really doing it together. Um, is that, when, and the bee, she just is that goes, when the bee was flying really by? Really great, are yeah, you? right great.
0: <laughs> um, I still can't before the, when the mics went on. My favorite Peter moment in the, all the episodes I watched was when he's like, he's very stressed because he's he has started this war with Sweden, basically, because his dad beat the Swedes. Um, and that's a running plot throughout: is the, how's the war with Sweden going? And the generals have come back for this sort of, like, report-slash-celebration um, of his father. And he gives this speech, and it's like, first of all, take a drink every time they smash a glass in this show. Or say huzzah. That's amazing. You will, le- you, you will say huzzah for the next three weeks after you watch this show? Yeah, <laughs> Huzzah! huzzah. <laughs> Peter's always delighted with himself and always saying huzzah. Um, and always smashing glasses. So he's toasting his father, and he's like... To Peter the Great, and they're all like, "Oh, to Peter the Great." It's like into me, Peter the me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that encapsulates him right there. Um, and they do that episode. I like they lean into a little thing. They actually Catherine and Peter actually have like a like nice conversation between the two of them where there's like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's delusional. Like that's the long, the more I think about, it, the more I talk about it. Like he's delusional and ridiculous. And yeah. has a completely depraved view of the world. But at the same time, he's like, let me get you someone to fuck. I want you to be happy. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: This, yeah, we should at least like each other. <laughs> so let me find somebody to like entertain you. Um, which is where Leo comes in and apparently, you know, just chilling out waiting for a third person to undress you before you have sex with each other. is just something that like used to happen. Good Buttons. Times.
1: Good um, times.
0: And, I, yeah, so bits about that in the third episode I enjoyed. Um, it's it's not a bad show. It's just, like, this version of people is not, like, in this economy was a rough hang for me. But it may not be a rough hang for you. It's not a bad show. I'm still going to give it an eight. It's unlike anything I've seen, like,
1: hey, recently. I'm going to give it an
0: eight. Um not a bad show. And definitely the most interesting thing I've seen in recent memory. Um, yeah. I don't know what we I was expecting when I went in, but... Lawyers. Sorry, go ahead.
1: We don't. I said we don't need to have any more shows about lawyers for a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I didn't see a lot. I hadn't even heard about it till it was brought to us. Um, I don't know if it got a lot of press, but like... It's definitely, like, there's, there's so much content, as we say all the time. Like, if you are okay with the people being terrible aspect of it, then if you were, like, a political intrigue junkie, there's a lot going on there. And, you know, the shady movements of court and whatnot. And just, man, they really had nothing to do back then.
1: Nope. Because they didn't read. If they read, they'd have lots to
0: do. Did you roll colored balls with the ladies? Yes, I did. How much fun! Huzzah! We roll the balls, and then what do you do? Uh, they bring them back, and we do it again.
1: And how long do you do this for?
0: All afternoon. Every day. Every day. I really I don't know why I like the church guy so much. Is he the archbishop? That's why they call him Archie. Yeah. The way they are constantly, he's cousins with the, with the, um, former noble who's now a serf. And, like, they get along, even though they recognize, you know, this is the way things have to be. Um, right. They still get along. And I don't know what, oh, and it's when she told Orlo about the, uh, about the coup and she, uh, the servant was trying to, like, cover the bases, basically. And selectively tipping off her cousin, the Archbishop, on how to how to frame this should it come up, and as she's leaving, she she's like, "My thanks." It like pinches his nipple because <laughs> yeah. he had been like wrestling some dude because he's he's old school Russian Orthodox, and it's like joy in pain type of thing. <sighs> Whew! Right, and he had to check he had to check Catherine's uh, virtue. Yeah. Oh, mm. Blech.
2: Mm. Blech. Blech.
1: Blech. Blech. Have fun with that one, everyone.
0: <laughs> he sucked his fingers first. It's fine. He's a gentleman about it.
1: Oh, God. It. Oh.
2: So,
0: so, despite that ending, it's a pair of eights. Yeah. From your BFFs.
1: That's exciting.
0: That is on Amazon Prime or Hulu, wherever you get your content of that sort. And friends, going out with a beefer today. A <laughs> <laughs> bit of a beefer of an ep, but this is going to be uh, the start of hiatus no, for Pod on, Mom and Dad. No, They're going to go take no. separate vacations and. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: and hope that they don't get coronavirus.
0: Hope they don't get coronavirus and come back uh, better than ever in August for August Watcharama. Yeah, F- very exciting. Friends, as said at the top, we will be around on, on your social meds primarily Twitter. Get Twitter. I will be on there the most and I'll be passing messages to Caitlin. If you have anything to, to to let her know that is the best way to find us. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for hanging with us during these weird times, friends. Who knows what you're going to get when we come back. Maybe we'll be in the same room again. I don't know. I don't know.
1: It's all a mystery.
0: It is all a mystery. We will be a surprise as you will be when we come back in August. Friends. Stay safe. We ain't out of the woods yet. So just be mindful. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Socially distance. Dismantle systemic racism. Save black lives. And, uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. Holler at us if you need anything. We will be around. We love you. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And I hope you will join us in, like, a month or so for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast.
2: Yay!
0: You can hear me if I talk at this range.
1: Yes, I can hear you. That's a good range to talk in. You're enunciating very well. You're not mumbling like usual. Jesus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Such a droll.